This is the SEO Mindset Podcast with your hosts, Sarah McDowell and Tasmin Sullivan. This podcast is for SEO professionals and each week with the help of our wonderful guests, we discuss the important stuff that actually affects our careers and progression, but sadly often doesn't get talked about. You know, the invaluable soft and interpersonal skills that are often taken for granted, such as the skills we need for listening, time management, communication, and more. We also talk about the big issues that affect us and our careers, such as burnout, imposter syndrome, self-belief, saying no, plus other big issues and obstacles. With this podcast, we want to share knowledge on topics that unlock our listeners' true potential and enhance not only their careers, but all parts of their lives. So are you ready to prioritize your own personal growth and career development? Then let's crack on with this week's episode. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the SEO Mindset Podcast. This is going to be the last episode of the year and it's going to be a slightly different one because it is just me on my own. Sarah is not joining me for this episode nor is any guest but what um, we're really hoping to do in this episode is to talk about an important topic that what that is of goals. Um, you've probably seen it all over the internet. Everyone is focusing on what happened this year. Did you achieve your goals? What's happening next year? And we wanted to take a moment to um, just pause and remind ourselves and our listeners that it's um, really valuable. You know, the, this podcast is all about growth and personally developing but developing in a way that's authentic to you. So what we've decided to do is republish one of the previous episodes that we had recorded on meaningful goals and supplement it with this one, which is going to take you through some steps that you can take on your your, um, journey in goal setting. So that's the aim. The idea is um, not to just get swept along with how other people are telling you to um, set goals, what goals to set, but to take a step back and think about what it is that you want. Because what I find is that um, there's a lot of information out there on what you should be doing, how you should be living your life, and that very quickly turns into huge plans, new menus, gym membership, big list of um, books to read, but it can be really overwhelming, too much to handle. And then I find that the enthusiasm wears off and those goals just fizzle out. um, And then you feel a bit rubbish about the whole process. So I wanted to take some time out and ask, you know, what if this year could be different? What if this is a year that you nail those goals? And I've got 10 steps that you can take to crafting ones that align with you. So Step number one, let's just get straight into it. Recap on the year that's just passed. Now, previously, I would do this a bit, but I've done this far more this year. I have reflected on um, what were the highlights, and I 
armed myself one day with everything like my journals, my phone, and I went through all of the pictures I've taken. You know, what went right this year? What um what are my highlights? I also reflected on what I'd learnt, I'd reflected on how I felt and all of that. What it does is it starts shaping what you want from the next year. So the highlights shaped the things I enjoyed. So I've put more of that in my 2024 planning. Um, it shaped what I'd learned. So that again shapes things into 2024. I looked at what I found really difficult this year and thought, you know, do I need to go and learn a bit more? Do I need some um, mentoring, coaching on that? It gave me some direction. So there is a link in the show notes that I'm going to put on a more detailed way to do your yearly planning. So go off and, and have a look at that. So yeah, recap. Step one is recap on the year that has just passed because there'll be shed loads of clues on what you value and what you don't value. And that leads me very nicely into step number two, which is reflect on your values. So reflect on who you are and what your values are. Because what this is telling you is that what matters the most to you and it gives your life meaning. Um, And sometimes that's even looking at what you don't want. So when you're setting goals, it's important to align them with what your values are. Because if you don't, it won't work. And if you're not sure about what your values are, look at how you spend your time. That will give you a lot of clues. I'll give you a very mundane or seemingly mundane example. I spend a lot of my time cleaning my home and cooking. And that's because my home is important to me. I actually enjoy taking care of it. I enjoy cooking for myself, cooking for my family. I enjoy cooking nutritious, nutritional meals. And that's because a big part of who I am is a homemaker. And I get joy and energy from fulfilling that role. So if I was to set a goal of something like, I don't know, um, you know, become a seven-figure coach, that could well take up a lot of my time. That would then conflict with this big part of my identity, which is a homemaker. And one of those would suffer, which means, you know, that goal perhaps isn't for me. So think about the goals that you are setting, what does it take to make them come true, to fulfill them? And is it going to conflict with a particular value? Um, another way of looking at it is one of my values is contribution. So if I took on um, another voluntary position, for example, if I decided to give up my time to help um, a worthy cause or somebody who needed help, that would be where a goal and a value <clears throat> is aligned. So that's one that is going to work. So that was num- step number two. Step number three is declutter your mind. Our minds are full of stuff that we need to do, and the need is in inverted commas. And that could be from spring cleaning, that could be doing a tax return, that could be um, redecorating a particular room. I'm letting on a lot about my life in this episode, I feel. Um, what that does is that it can stop us thinking clearly or creatively. And what is a way of out of it is write down all of the things that are in your head, just put them on a list, take them 
out of your head onto a piece of paper and create like your to-do list, your massive to-do list. And then be really, um, what's the word? Start auditing it. Be really careful and strict and maybe even a little harsh. Go through the ones um, that don't need to be done and just delete them. Because sometimes we think we need to do something, but we don't actually. Then go through the list of the ones that are remaining and think, is it me that needs to do this or is it somebody else? If it's someone else, delegate them. And the third step, whatever is re- whatever is remaining, put a date on them. So you know that everything that's in your head is now on a piece of paper. It's been audited. You've got a date to them. Um, just put it aside. What that does is it clears your mind for the next steps, because the next step in particular is quite a big one. So we're now on step number four, and this is about clarifying your vision. I find that often goal setting is um, doesn't include vision establishment. And I think vision is so important. We do it for organizations that we work for, um, but not often about ourselves. So a vision is a clear mental picture of what the future could or should look like. It's an idea of the kind of life that you want to lead, the person you want to be. It should be aspirational and it provides you with direction. So questions to you is, um, in this future of yours, in this vision of your future, what are you doing? Where are you living? What do your relationships look like? Who is in your life? What work are you doing? How are you feeling? All of these are really important. And obviously, that's not an exhaustive list, but it's enough of a list to give you an idea that Think bigger than um, I want to get fitter or I want to be promoted. That's definitely part of it. But what does the future, your ideal future, look like? And define what success looks like to you in different areas of life. So what does a rich life look like for you? Um, One example for me is, and I may have mentioned it before, I'm not really into cars For me, a car is taking me from step A to step B. Um, As long as it works and it's functional, I'm happy with it. For somebody else, their idea of a car is more elaborate than that. So their idea for a rich life would include a car that perhaps I wouldn't spend time or money on. So know what success looks like to you and create a mental image of what that vision looks like. Step number five, identify the key areas in your life. So what do you want to focus on? And think holistically. It's not, like I said, just about health or careers. I would say pick between six to eight, um, because if you have too few, you might miss something important, or if there's too many, it can be confusing. So ideas are health, career or business, relationships, social life, finances, your environment. So environment's biggie for me, you know, my home, um, contribution, spirituality, faith, and another real biggie is personal development. So 
look at your life as an overall, because when we think about work-life balance or we um, we think just uh, focus on one element, we're missing other parts that are really important to us. And then this leads into step number six, explore what you want in each area. So there's so many different ways of doing this. Um, and I recommend that you try more than one way because each way will give you a different picture. One way of exploring what you want in each area is journaling. Ask yourself some really powerful questions and pay attention to the images that um, and feelings that they evoke. So, for example, if I'm journaling about um, my business and what I want to create in that business, it would, um, you know, if I, again, going back to the seven-figure coach and hustle, hustle, hustle and have lots of clients, that doesn't sit very well with me. I would prefer to have, a few, um, you know, fewer clients because then I um, really invested in their future, get to know them. That for me is more important. doesn't mean it's important for everyone, but, um, you know, other people will have a different way of doing it. So pay attention to how you're feeling about that when you're journaling. Another way is doing a dreams list. So this is where you just let go of anything that's going to hold you back and put down all of your dreams and wishes. You know, dream big, don't hold back, be creative, put it all down. Another way is to doing doing a vision board. So that's a visual representation of what a great life looks like. Um, these used to be very, um, very popular a few years ago. Now, one that's becoming more popular is a vision list. So again, you've got your key areas of your life, but underneath each one, you're writing down what you want in that. And that gives you the ability to be more detailed than a vision board. <clears throat> Another way is um, Wheel of Life. Again, that this used to be very popular. So this is where you draw a circle and you've got, say, six or eight um, categories, you divide the circle into six or eight categories, like sections, a bit like you're cutting a cake. And from the center, the center is zero, and the outer edge of the circle would be 10. Um, and you put, you know, numbers along along the lines. See if I can find you a picture, and I'll put, put that in the show notes as well. Um, so you then score yourself out of 10 on each section. You join the lines together, sorry, the dots together. And what that does is that it reveals how balanced or imbalanced your life is, um, where you're very satisfied and where you're not satisfied. Um, definitely, definitely could do with better explanation than that. So I will find you one and I'll put that into the show notes. But um, the idea is that you um, you get an awareness of how satisfied you are in each area and where you want to do more work. So all of these um, all of these methods, be it journaling, vision boarding, vision listing, wheel of life, dreaming big, what it does is that it gives you an idea of what your goals um, could be, and that goals. Now, step seven is to really understand what goals are. They're your targets, your objectives. They're what you're going to um, 
guide they're going to guide you on what actions and efforts you're going to take and they're going to give you clear focus what goals do is that they stop us drifting and help us act on opportunity now i just want to stress that a goal doesn't have to be about doing something your goal might be i want to feel happier and then the tactics underneath that will help you get to that state so it can be about a feeling a goal could be i want to be calmer so it's not just about the doing it's about the feeling it's about the being but whatever it is once you've established that then it's about setting actions that will help you get there so whichever um method you have used to um create those goal um, sort of to get to that idea step number eight is actually setting them what do you want to achieve what part of your vision are you creating um basically what would add to your rich life so your vision may have been about getting fitter you may have visualized um, different exercise that you enjoy that you don't enjoy you may have um you know, used journaling to go through experiences that you've had with exercise about which one worked and which one didn't. So step number eight is actually about setting them. What is going to help you get fitter? Step number nine is to look at whether your goal should be smart or dumb. Now, smart goals, again, were very popular um, and still are. You see them a lot. Now, smart goals are a goal that is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. We've heard it you know, time and time again, and they're really great for being laser sharp on what you have to do. Sometimes they can feel a bit boring and not very passionate and that's where dumb goals come in so dumb goals are dream driven uplifting method based and behavior driven and i i would say um maybe actually you know what i've got a i've got a linkedin post where i wrote about this so i'll put that in the show notes as well to give you more detail but i find that Dumb goals are really good for long-term open-ended targets. They inspire you to be big and believe in your ability to achieve anything that you set your mind to. And the SMART goals are really great for setting short-term specific objectives. Um, But they can be limiting when it comes to those long-term ambitious goals. And I feel that there is place for both of them. You have to choose the one that's right for you and choose a framework that works. Sometimes that depends on someone's personality or then or even the nature of their goal. But um, having a combination is really good, I feel. So you've gone through all of the steps. You've got some goals. You've got some dumb goals. You've got some smart goals. You've done your audit. um, You've done your recap, all of that. And that brings me to step number 10, which is the last step, which is your goals audit. Before you dive into working on the goals and setting out to achieve them, take a moment to do a little bit of an audit. Write them down as if you've achieved them. 
and really reflect on that. How does it make you feel? If they don't make you feel excited, that goal isn't really for you. Ask yourself, are they aligned with your values? If not, you might not stick to them. Are they aligned with who you want to be? Again, if not, are they really the goals for you? Will achieving them impact your life positively? What would it do for your life? Because if it's not something positive, again, question yourself, is that the right goal for me? And lastly, imagine going through all of the steps it would take, as many as you can think of, that it would take you to go from here to achieving it. How do you feel about those steps? Can you imagine enjoying the process? Can you imagine going through all of that process? Because if you can't, or if you feel it's going to be miserable, or if it's going to negatively impact your life in a way that you're not happy with, again, is that the goal for you? So that's my um, very quick summary on steps that you can take to set goals that work for you. I hope it's been useful. Um, and I'm going to put as many resources as I can in the show notes. And I will um, will also be publishing the how to set meaningful goals that we, that we um, recorded last year. I hope it's been useful and I have nothing else to say now except to wish you all happy holidays, happy new year and look forward to joining Sarah and getting back to the original team early next year. Take care everyone. Bye for now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the SEO Mindset. Your hosts are myself, Sarah McDowell, and the absolutely splendid Tasman Sullivan. Uh, quick reminder that if you want to support us, you can give us a donation over at Buy Me A Coffee. Uh, it can be a one-off donation and if that's something that you'd like to do, um, then you'll find a link in the show notes of this episode. Um, and I also want to remind you that um, you can also visit the seomindset.co.uk forward slash listen um, and you'll be able to subscribe to where you listen to podcasts. Um, so if you, again, the link will be in the show notes, um, but that way you will never miss a new episode when it's available. Um, so, Tasbin, hi. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I am splendid. I mean, Thanks. feeling a little bit um, coldy, but then I think everyone is at this time of year. Oh, I've got a cough. So if I do splutter, apologies in advance. <laughs> but I've, I've done all the prep. I've had the hot water and honey and strepsils. But fingers crossed we get through this episode without me having a coughing fit. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. But um, yeah, and because we were joking about this earlier, weren't we? About yeah. sounding husky and sexy. With our... <laughs> this is this is the, the new theme for this episode. <laughs> Husky presenters and <laughs> and Christmas spirit. Oh yes, not yes. we've not got long till uh, the big day. You well, feeling Christmassy or no, no? 
I'm, I'm really not. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry to all of our listeners who really are in that zone. My daughter keeps on trying to get me into that zone. Um, she's moving out soon, so I said, go and take your Christmas tree with you. We're having steak and chips on Christmas Day. <laughs> she wasn't impressed. So she, now she's saying she's not moving out until after Christmas. What makes me laugh, and I mean, so so I am a vegan, um, yeah. so yeah, but um, I hear so many people having discussions about turkey, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> and most of the times, they don't like turkey. They don't mm. really like, uh, they prefer chicken, for example. And yet, just because of this tradition of eating turkey, it's like, why do that to yourself? Eat what you want. Exactly. Ste- if you want steak and chips, you have steak and chips. If I yeah. want, I don't know what I'd go, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think what my go-to Christmas meal would be. Um, but I'm not really that fussy, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah. To be fair, we usually have lamb. I joke ah, about okay. steak and chips. I, I'm doing it just to wind her up. But I know we'll end up having more rosa. She's a vegetarian. What does she care what I have? <laughs> but, um, yeah, oh, so, yeah, lamb. But I have been known to... Um, I love leftovers. That's probably why I won't do steak and chips, because you don't usually have a lot of leftovers. But I've been known to roast a leg of lamb and um, two chickens all at the same time, just so I could have roast chicken leftovers. It sounds like the dream. It sounds like the dream. Uh, so, uh, what you? It's you. It's your episode, isn't it? As in, like you, you've planned this. So, yeah. what, what are we talking about today? Well, so, um, it's more spontaneous episode this week. So, last Saturday, I had a group of wonderful women at home, and we had a life success strategy day. That's what I called it. And the idea was for us all to take a day out of our busy lives, spend a bit of time and think about what did we want to achieve in 2023, but really tap into what did we really, really want? Not what did my boss want me to learn? What did this person want me to do? And what took me by surprise was that a lot of the women really struggled. Yeah. So we had to take a step back um, because I said, well, you know, what do you want for you? That threw them. That really threw them. But I think that might be quite normal. So we went what? through five steps yeah. to get down to the bottom of what goals were meaningful to them. And that's what the point of this episode was, is. It's not about, what again, what your manager wants or what the business wants or what everybody else wants, what are the few things that you want? It doesn't have to be few, it could be loads, it can be whatever you want it to be, but they have to be meaningful to you. Yeah, and that is so important. And it's quite interesting that you say that, like, um, like people aren't sort of um, familiar with this kind of thinking, mm. are they? And, like, I don't know if uh, enmeshment is the right word, Ooh, or I'm just like using a buzzword. Word. Um, but it's like, because you obviously, um, like you're talking to your boss, you're talking to your work colleagues, you're talking yeah. to your friends, you're talking to your family yeah. and you can easily see how their goals become sort of like your goals. Yes. Yeah. Because then there is this, um, almost like a social norm of, oh, I should want to go on a really long holiday. 
Holidays are a typical one where you think you should have them, but if you if you really tap into what do you want, maybe you don't want it. Maybe you don't want to go yeah. through all of the stress of looking for a holiday, paying for a holiday, packing for the holiday, um, winding down from work, going on this holiday, coming back, having to do with all of the laundry, blah, blah, blah. Some people quite like to have a week at home without the yeah. nonsense yeah. of travel times and getting to airports and so on and so forth. So it's about... Again, like I say, checking in with yourself and figuring out what's meaningful to you. 100%. Yeah. So you're ready. You're ready for step number one, Sarah. Give it. Give okay. it to me. I am ready. So one of the things that we found when we were doing this last Saturday was there was so much clutter in people's minds. They couldn't actually get to the bit where they thought about what they wanted and a lot of the women were saying, oh, yes, but I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do the other. I can't even think about myself until all of this stuff is sorted. So step number one was declutter your mind. Our minds are so full of stuff that we need to do that we can't think clearly. So step number one is write down all of the things that are cluttering your mind, your big to-do list, and then do an audit. So the first step of your audit is be really ruthless. Cross out the things that aren't that important. Do you really need to sort out the loft? Do you really need? <laughs> I mean, if you do, go for it. But get it all down on a piece of paper and then cross out the ones that actually aren't that important. Because again, we're filled with this everybody else's to-do list as well. Mm. Then the stuff that's left, do you need to be the person who does it? Ah, delegation. Delegation. You know, it might mean an awkward conversation. It might mean reminding people of their roles and responsibilities in the home, for example. Um, but yeah, delegate. And, and on that list, make it visible to everyone in the household and say, right, I've crossed out those and those are... Those five are yours, husband, whoever. And the ones that are left that are, can only be done by you or you really, really want to do them, put a date that you're going to commit to doing them and put that list away. So hopefully all of that clutter now has got, you've got a plan to deal with it. So is the idea that um, by writing writing it down then, mm. um like you're actually taking it from your brain yes and you're putting it down on paper so that's the actual physical you're doing something so it doesn't just stick in your head yeah it's a bit like in that scene in harry potter, harry potter where dumbledore extracts all of the thoughts <laughs> i don't know harry potter that well but i'm sure our listeners are going to be sure. harry potter fans i hope so okay so that's step number one you've got everything off your to-do list on a piece of paper step number two is some people find it difficult to answer what do i want but they're much better understanding what they don't want so write your don't want list ah okay i do not want to go scuba diving i know that would it take me out of my comfort zone probably do i want to do it no not doing it i mean i use that as an extreme example 
and I suppose as well, um, you could put like so things that, and it's not just the your home and personal life, but this could easily be. Um, we could be talking about your work life yeah. as well, right? Yeah. Um, so when you're decluttering and like do that in the workplace as well, I, I guess, and then yeah. especially with the delegation, because you might think, ah, oh, this is for me to do, but yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, like I suppose, um there might be someone that's asked you to do something or has suggested a goal or a target for you, but actually yeah. that's not right for you. Yeah. Um, so then I suppose that goes into your no list, I suppose. Yeah. Um, one, one example is supposing you're job searching. That next year you want a new job. What don't you want that job to be? For me, I wouldn't want a job that required me to travel a lot. Uh, okay. So that would be my, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want yeah. to, um, I I don't mind doing things at the weekend. This is a Saturday morning, 11.25 that we're recording this. So that's okay. But if it required me to go here, there and everywhere, it's not what I want to do with my life. Yes, very important, very yeah. important. So those two steps should clear the way. Yeah, for you to start thinking deeper about what you do want. And I think that's a good point where we can have a break. Yes, because I think people can use this break, right, to have a think, can't they, yeah. um, about decluttering and, like, actually having a think about this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because what, what, what have you got in store when we come back for part two? So then it is about um, what, you know, getting curious about what you do want, dumping all that down on a piece of paper and again reflecting. So a bit like we had what's on your to-do list that's currently there, we're creating a new to-do list and being equally ruthless about that one. Wonderful. Okay, okay. right. We shall be back. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the SEO Mindset Podcast. If you enjoy the podcast and our episodes, you can support me and Tasmin by giving us a donation on our Buy Me A Coffee page. Uh, the URL is the seomindset.co.uk forward slash donate. You can donate as much or as little um, and, be, and we'd be very appreciative. You can also follow or subscribe to the podcast by going to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash listen. Um, so by going there, you can subscribe or follow um, on your podcast playing platform of choice. And this is a great way to be notified whenever a new podcast episode is live and ready for you to listen to. We are back for part two, people. So what are your thoughts about the stuff we've covered in part one, Sarah? I really like the idea of decluttering your mind because, yeah, like I think in a previous episode, we sort of talked about how you have, is it like 70,000 thoughts a day yeah, or something? Yeah. And obviously your brain's going to get cluttered. So I like the idea of like writing them down. Mm -hmm. um, and whilst it's important to know what you want to do, um, like I really liked the advice about thinking about what you don't want to do. So how you gave the example of the job, yeah. uh, if you're looking for a new job, but maybe um, you could like assess your current 
job that you're doing and maybe there's some tasks that you're already doing that you don't want to do or you feel like your time could be better spent somewhere else I think is good um or like life goals as well like maybe there's something that you do religiously like every Wednesday or Mm -hmm. whatever but you you're sort of thinking actually I'm not really enjoying it anymore or like so I yeah I think that was really good and it's definitely got me thinking um so great yeah and and I think um it's about everyone giving themselves permission if there's something they don't like doing they're allowed to say I don't like doing this now or if there's something else they want to start equally they're allowed to because you don't owe any anyone anything like the only thing you owe yourself obviously yeah (laughs) but yeah that's so key to like it's okay to say no and Mm -hmm. like if you don't want to do something anymore that's like fine just just explain and um obviously try not be a dick about it yeah (laughs) because at the end of the day when you're saying yes to something that you don't actually want to do you're saying no to yourself Yes, I was going to finish your sentence because I remember that from the course that um, I was on. Yeah. Every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something for yourself. Yes. Right. I'm going to dive into step number three because this one's a bit of a biggie. But at the same time, I don't want anyone feeling overwhelmed about it. Take your time. Be gentle with yourself. But this step is about being really curious about you. Rather than saying, I want to do these five goals or set these five goals, ask yourself some questions. What are you good at? What's your thing? What do you find easy? What do you enjoy? All of these are clues on what sort of thing that you're going to find fulfilling. So I know um, I'm not good at riding a bike. It's not my thing. I don't find it easy. I don't enjoy it. Therefore, if I'm going to be um, setting my exercise regime, cycling around Milton Keynes is not the thing I'm going to do. Um, I like listening to audiobooks. I like walking. I like taking my time. That's going to be the thing that works better for me. The other thing you can look at is imagine... Um, when people ask you for your help, what's the thing that most people will ask you to do and you actually really, really enjoy it? You do it for free all day long. It makes you feel really alive. Um, think about times when you've been in that situation, you've jumped at this opportunity, you feel really good about it um, and that whole environment makes you feel like you're thriving. Yes, Um, And a silly little um, example for this, even though I've already done my I don't like Christmas, which is not true. It's not that I don't like Christmas. I love wrapping presents. Like, I really love wrapping presents. (laughs) And I do like Christmas songs. So in the past, I've volunteered at one of these places where you wrap Christmas presents for everyone. Now, not saying that that's going to become my job forever and a day, But I know that it makes me feel good and maybe that's something I put in place once a year or whatever it is. I'm going to spend some time volunteering in this area. Yeah. Um, And it also makes me feel fulfilled and satisfied. So that's something else you could ask yourself. Uh, What were you doing when you felt like you were being worthwhile 
to to a cause or to to a, a charity. Other areas that you can talk to yourself about is when have you done something when it felt like your true self? So you know when you're doing a task that feels really difficult mm. and you're going against the grain, you're not enjoying it. Yes, you might be learning something, but it it feels like you're going uphill all the time. And equally, there are some things that when you're doing, it just feels like you've slipped into that task glided your way through it and it hasn't felt like a chore. So all of these things will start giving you clues about what you enjoy, where you have felt um, worthwhile, because there'll be things that you really enjoy that somebody else might not. Somebody might hate wrapping presents, for example, or... um, Somebody might like cycling when you don't like cycling. So just because you find it easy and meaningful and you enjoy it doesn't mean everyone else is going to and vice versa. Yes. Yeah. 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 Go on, you're going to ask. No, it's just... I just want to pick up some uh, things that we spoke about. So, um, like, especially around your point about your true self... Yeah. Um, and I think that's so important and um, like obviously we can't live in this idealistic world where um, you're gonna be doing like everything that you're doing you're gonna be enjoying because mm. that's not how being an adult works that's not how home life that's not how um, work happens and stuff but I suppose it's about being aware of the stuff that you do like and the stuff that you don't like so then you can make sure you've got a balance or um, when you know that you've got a task that you've got to do that you don't like is there a way that you can make it easier like so for example mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't I don't necessarily like cleaning but I love listening to podcasts, right? So when I'm cleaning, that's a great opportunity for me to binge on some of my favorite podcasts, okay? Um, So I think it's also about that, like, yeah? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. And I I think, though, once you start going down this path of really checking into yourself about what is it that you enjoy doing and who are you and what makes you you, You'll find ways to do that more and more. So I hear what you're saying, that life isn't perfect. People have got jobs and need to earn a certain amount of living. And you can't suddenly say, I'm going to go off and do this other thing without it being, without the repercussions. Everyone's got a choice and the choice comes with consequences. But I do believe that once you start taking steps to incorporate that more and more in your life, so for example, no matter which career I've had, whether it's when I was a developer, QA, SEO, um, when I was managing a team for, you know, in a data team, I always found ways of incorporating personal development into my job, whether that was doing free lunch and learns or volunteering or being part of great place to work colleague development i always found ways and it was it was telling me that this is what you're meant to be doing yeah yeah but i always thought okay i've got this job i need to be doing that but at some point i decided you know what why don't i just do this let's give it a go 
had my yeah. gap year in my mid-50s. Like, you know what, I'm going to give myself a gap year. And then you start taking steps. You and I hadn't met a year ago. We started talking about a podcast about poetry. And here we are, a year on, doing more and more of these podcasts that we are, you know, people are finding useful now and it's benefiting them. So although I'm not telling people how to run their lives, I am saying that it is important to tap into who you really are and find ways of incorporating bits, however much that bit looks like. It could be a teeny tiny bit, it could be a whole career change, but don't dismiss it. I think that's what I'm trying to urge people not to do. Yes, don't dismiss definitely. that true part of you. Yes, definitely. A hundred percent agree. So once you are in that zone of what is it that you want to do, what makes you feel fulfilled, who are you? Again, brain dump all of your goals. Don't worry about how you're going to achieve them, what it means, just get them down on a piece of paper. And then the fifth step is, you know how we reflected on our to-do list? I want people to take a little time and reflect on their goal list. And for each one, fast forward. Okay, my goal is to sail, sail around the world, for example. My goal isn't, and it's just making it very clear that my personal goal is not. But supposing that's one of the ones that you put on a piece of paper. Go through the steps it would take to make that happen. Right from the good stuff and the not so good stuff and then completion. How does that make you feel? Because if it's not making you feel excited and enthusiastic, maybe that goal isn't really for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If it starts feeling like a chore, I suppose, or like you're not enjoying it, then obviously, yeah, that needs to get in the bin. Yeah, and some of it will feel like a chore. So, for example, again, going back to running a coaching business, there are parts of it that I do that it's not that the most fun, but I know that it's a necessary step to get to where I want to get to, and I'm okay yeah. with that. And as, and um, running this podcast, right? Like um, the actual recording and getting to chat to yourself and other amazing guests and stuff and like um, producing something that's helpful for the community. I love that. But then there are parts um, of having a podcast, which we both, um, it's not that we don't really like, well, I suppose, yeah, like we find more challenging, don't we? Yeah. So, yeah. And that's where the discipline comes in and that's when the recognition that okay this is part of it so if you were sailing around the world there will be days when you know it, you're going to go through some rough times and it's going to be cold and you're going to be lonely and all the rest of it are you okay with that yeah the other thing is is check um are they aligned with your values because values are the things that will help us make a choice um and off the top of my head, I cannot think of a single one right now because I think my brain has gone fuzzy. But um, for me, family time is huge. And if there was a goal that meant that I was being taken away from family for an, a long period of time, it would have to be a brilliant goal, an amazing goal. 
because I thrive with, when I've got my family around me. They yeah. they anchor me, they nurture me, they um, they fill my cup. So without it, I do I do struggle. I can cope with a few days, but if it was like a month away from home, I'd struggle with that. And I would have to question, is that goal important enough for me to be without family for a month? Maybe yeah. there would be one. But that's it's just checking in with your values, because if it doesn't align, then you're likely not to stick with them. Yeah. And then I suppose off off the you know, an offshoot of that is are they aligned with who you want to be? So using that previous example, if I had to be away for a month from family, but it was to um help a set of um young children going through a difficult period of their lives and help them with personal development and nurturing and would I do that? Yes, I probably would, because it's aligned with who I want to be. Yeah. yeah. And and I suppose it's about, um, so you know that it's aligned with who you want to be, and like it's still going to be aligned with one of your values, obviously not so much your family one, but your other yeah. values of like giving back yeah. or helping people in need. And I suppose it's just about, okay, um, like putting in, a contingency plan of like yeah. what you're going to do so spending time with the family before and after yeah. um making sure that like I don't know that you have a, a phone call or FaceTime while you're out sort yeah. of thing so um yeah like I think um things can always be tweaked and altered can't they yeah and it's being again I keep on using this it's about checking in with yourself and figuring out Yes, I, I want to do this thing. I'm going to find this bit challenging, but it's okay. I'll find a way through. Um, it aligns with this value, but it doesn't align with this. And this is how I'm going to make sure that I've put everything I need to do in place to make it, you know, give myself the best possible chance of succeeding. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, yeah, all right. So we've, we've come to the end of our five steps. Yes. Yes, I was just going to say, I've definitely, my brain's got um, got me thinking of uh, things to do and stuff. Um, and I mean, what would your advice be for those who would be worried about failing with goals? Like, no. say we like, we go through yeah. these steps and we set up our goals and stuff. How do we get over that fear of like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to because I don't want to fail or So my one question would be, would you rather go through the feeling of failure than the feeling of regret? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I, I did years and years ago was I was working in a company Somebody once said to me, oh, Tasman, can you make me a curry? And I said, yeah, okay, I can make you a curry. So I brought, it was Mark Webb, his name was. So I made him a curry. And then somehow that then snowballed into a weekly curry club. I would send out a message on a Monday saying, this week I'm making this curry. Let me know by Wednesday if you want it. Um, and then they, I'd bring in the curry. So I then thought, oh, it'd be great to have a catering business. I started that catering business. It didn't go to plan. Some people would say it failed, 
But at least now I can, I know that I gave it a go because I think if I hadn't, I would have regretted it. But it taught me a lot. Yeah, and you'll always learn something about yourself. So I've learned huge amounts um, and I take that learning with me everywhere I go now. So the biggest thing is not to be scared of failure, right? And failure isn't a negative thing. It's like failure is about self-discovery, isn't it? And um, you can either turn failure into a teaching lesson, like what you just have had, or um, you can pivot and you can change it into a positive, right? Um, Because you always hear, don't you, that like the multi-millionaires of the world um you hear how like many of them were like failing for ages yeah. like not really making money or this was like their last shot um so yeah I think it's just you've got to have some um resilience I suppose don't you um and like not being scared of the big f word because yeah. do you know what I mean like it's all right to fail like it's not always negative like, and you and you will fail like yeah. there are going to be times in your life where you're going to fail but either te- um, treat it as a as a lesson learned um or pivot change it how can you tweak it to make it into a success for next time absolutely you know what if you if you don't try you won't fail but that's awful because then yeah. you're stuck you're stuck where you are so if you want to move anywhere from where you are you've got to give something a go if you give it a go it may not go to plan it doesn't matter learn something from it pivot yourself reframe it and every day you are becoming somebody who is getting better and better at being you and therefore you can never fail wonderful wonderful um right well um unfortunately we have run out of time I think we packed a lot in this episode. Sarah. I think it's been really good. I mean, my uh, notebook's full of scribbles. Um, so yeah, do you want to do you want to know my main takeaway? That would be wonderful. I think my main takeaway would be the thing that we've just discussed. Really, like mm-hmm. obviously, like um, yeah, like there's so like you've given some awesome steps of how we can be true to ourselves and make sure that we're setting the goals that are important to us and yeah I love all that the audit to the side um but the key thing is that the conversation that we just had about failure oh wow maybe we do an episode on failure yes yeah. yes okay. and we could call it something funny like the dreaded f word and then people <laughs> are going to be like oh <laughs> anyway uh, shall we end Shall we end with our pledge? Yes. We do okay. it together. Before we end with our pledge, mm-hmm. I just want to remind people, um, as I said at the beginning of the episode, um, if you would like to support us, sorry, you might have just heard a very squeaky microphone there. Uh, if you would like to support us and you enjoy what we're doing, you enjoy listening um, to our episodes, you can donate to us um, via buy me a coffee uh, so you can do a one-off donation for us and we'll be very appreciative of that link in the show notes so you can do that and also 
to make sure that you never miss an episode um, and you don't get FOMO or yeah, you make sure that you listen to all the new episodes that come out, um, head on over to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash listen because there you'll be able to um, subscribe to where you get your podcasts. Um, so again, that link in the show notes. I'm going to hand over the pledge to you, Tasmin. Okay. I am an SEO who prioritizes mindset and personal growth and not just for rankings, improving visibility and algorithms. There we go. Hand on your heart, people. Um, And I think because this is going to be the last episode before Christmas. Yes. uh, We should say happy holidays. um, Like have a wonderful festive time. If you celebrate Christmas, if you don't celebrate Christmas, have have a wonderful time with family, whatever you get up to. Absolutely. Um, Eat what you want. Do what you want. It's your Christmas. It is. And we are going to be taking a short break, aren't we? Yes. Um, A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. uh, But if you subscribe, right, you'll know as soon as we're back in the new year. um, Because, yeah, it won't be long. Happy um, holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. That's the thing to say, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and happy holidays to you, Sarah. You and your family. Oh, ha- happy holidays to you too. I hope you enjoy your steak and chips. <laughs> Take Me and Tasmin have some very exciting news. You are invited to an evening of authenticity, empowerment, and connection. We're doing a live podcast, The Importance of Being Authentically and Unapologetically You, on Wednesday the 24th of April from 8pm until 11 at Projects The Lanes in Brighton. That's right, we're recording a podcast in front of a live audience. Come and join us and our guest speakers for a very important conversation about embracing your true self, why it's important and strategies you can implement. It's absolutely free to attend. There will be pizza and drinks courtesy of our amazing sponsors. During the live podcast, we'll have a Q&A session where you can join in with the conversation, ask questions and share your own insights and experiences. You'll also have the chance to connect and network with fellow SEO professionals. So whether you're attending Brighton SEO or happen to live or be in the area, this is the perfect event for you. A huge shout out to our sponsors, Systrix and Stat Search Analytics for their generous support. And let's not forget to thank Silicon Brighton for helping us organize this incredible gathering and projects for providing the perfect venue. This event would not be possible without you guys. So what are you waiting for? Click the link in the show notes to secure your tickets now and don't forget to help us spread the word and tell your friends we shall see you there